when her dad was like looking at me and he's like, I remember you like eight years old running around here and spending the night and now we're smoking weed together. <laughs> I was like, oh I know, kind of trippy, huh? <laughs> All right. Hello, friends. Hello, friends. And welcome to Pickles and Vodka, the mental health podcast where imperfect people have imperfect conversations. I'm Christina. And I'm Lauren. That was like the most polished tagline we've ever done. I know. We almost sounded like we should be like in suits and (laughs) (laughs) like, I'm about to give a presentation about. (laughs) Yes, it's 2023 and we are now expert professionals. It's 2020. I thought you were going to say it's 2023 and we got our shit together. (laughs) Well, essentially, yeah, we have our shit together. We don't have any more problems. We're very cool, calm and collected. Yep, we've had our shit together for seven days, so I'm sure it's going to last the rest of the year. <laughs> uh, that's a fucking lie. I can't keep doing this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, well, that's a great segue into um, where where are you at, Lauren? It's been oh. a few weeks since we recorded in person. We had a little break from the podcast, mm-hmm. but I know that we haven't had a break from real life. No. <laughs> and um, work is particularly reminding me of that because... Um, Of course, I do accounting for them, and the end of the month is always a big time for accountants, and the end of the month plus the end of the year is that times 12, so. Oh, yeah, I can only imagine. And I've just got things going on, I feel like, I mean, as far as work stuff, that, like I said, it's already, like, the busiest time, and I feel like once a day, I have to tell people something happens, like, oh, our health insurance company decided to just double charge us this month because Lauren doesn't have enough to do. They thought that she should research that too. Wait, so not only are you dealing with health insurance issues in your personal life, but you're now dealing with health insurance issues at your job? Now now I'm dealing with everyone else's health insurance too. You just can't get away from it. No, it sucks. Life is hilarious like that, isn't it? Pretty much. But I don't know. I don't know if that's keeping me busy or what. I, as far as like where my brain's at, I feel like I've just kind of been floating along on an even keel, not thinking about it too much. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like we should talk about the incident that happened after we recorded. <sighs> I know you don't want to talk yeah. about it. It's kind of a sore subject. No. So speaking of an extra stress... <laughs> so, <laughs> the morning after, I'm going to take Christina back to her hotel. I have this, I have, well, I have a gated parking lot because I live in an area where they tell me it's a rite of passage for your car to be broken in at some point. And I'd like that not to happen, so I pay for the lot. But it's a nice it, I lot. Adding, it's a nice apartment. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I am at a very, like, the most awkward angle in this gate coming out into a narrow alleyway, of Well, course. first of all, first of all, it's like, how cold was it? It was like 10 degrees or something like that. <laughs> I don't think it was even that. It was more like negative 10. My apartment couldn't get past 64. Yeah, the whole time <laughs> we were recording that episode, it, it was 64 degrees inside. And so... With the heat running 24-7. <laughs> yeah. You can probably hear it in the episode. Uh, we won't talk about yeah, it. Yeah, because there's nothing we could do. It would have been like 54 if we <laughs> yeah. turned it off. 
And so I sleep over and we bundle up to go out into the freezing Arctic so she can get me back to the hotel Mm -hmm. so I can partake in my family reunion activities. And it... Yeah, and it had snowed, but I mean, there wasn't more than two inches on the ground. That, yeah. It didn't feel like it was slippery. It was sunny. Yeah, it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. She walks me into the lot. She's like, check out my car. It's a sick car. And it, <laughs> it is a sick hot, car. pretty hot, or it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't get ahead of yourself. <laughs> okay, continue, yeah. continue. Yeah, so so I'm pulling out, and like I said, it is the absolute, like, most awkward, tightest angle. So and I'm Pico's with us. As I usually... Yes, so I'm taking it as I I usually do, about two miles an hour. And somehow, when we get mostly out, then there's this big crunch. And here's where I keep, like, replaying and telling myself I'm an idiot, is I felt like there's no way it could have been anything except for slightly scraping the side, and I could possibly just turn out of that, or at worst, the paint scrape would be a little longer. What I should have done was just back up. (laughs) So instead, it actually dented in the side of my passenger door quite significantly um it was loud it was sudden we didn't really know what to do yeah pico (laughs) didn't freak out he kind of just like stood at attention and like tried to look out the window to see what was going on (laughs) yeah see he he probably knew what i should have done he was probably trying to guide me like (laughs) yeah just back up slowly and don't (laughs) you're given a spirit guide in the form of this magical woodland creature and you're just Yes. <laughs> but unfortunately he can't talk yep. <laughs> yeah so that happened yes. it looked worse than i was originally hoping but not as worse as the i just got the first estimate and it's uh, about fifty four hundred dollars to fix yeah i feel absolutely terrible about that well, we'll come back in a couple of weeks and I'll find out which is harder to deal with, health insurance or car insurance. <laughs> uh, that'll be a fun episode. Now, I, I mean, as usual, like most people, I imagine you get in a small accident and you're like, maybe I don't have to involve my insurance because then my rates are just going to go up. So that's why I was getting the estimate thinking maybe I can cover it out of pocket. And then I saw that and was like, nope. <laughs> Well, see, when I, when I totaled my car, uh, actually almost a year ago today, I did mm-hmm. call my insurance right away because I freaked out and I was taught that that's what you do. You're, you are good yes. and you call insurance. And then they took it to a, another company, like an approved company to fix it. And it ended up being crazy expensive still. And then yeah. I had it on my record anyway. Like I couldn't go back and find another estimate because yeah, that was the person you've... they chose. Uh-huh. So like either way, you're fucked. If, if anything, I feel like the biggest benefit that I have in all this is I do work for a small insurance agency and I recently changed over to them. So my coworker is my agent. She's super nice. She's oh, going to help me. Yeah, all she can. So yeah, I, 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 feel, I feel really bad about it because like I was the reason that you were leaving the lot in the first place and I know yeah, like it's not but yeah you, you weren't the reason that I hit the gate like you you weren't like distracting me or anything like that that was yeah, all me <laughs> I mean tell that to my brain though you know how I it is you, you blame I everything understand. on yourself and you're just like oh my like god like I said I keep replaying it and being like you should you could have done this and it would have been less damage why didn't you do that what <laughs> yeah but it happened and yeah. <laughs> happy fucking new year 
Yep. Actually, technically, that happened in 2022. Fuck 2022. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I was like, that's. <laughs> let's get rid of this stupid year. <laughs> well, not all of 2022. <laughs> no, but it sure didn't end well for me. No, me neither. Honestly, <laughs> I was fucking depressed the last few weeks. I'm not feeling as depressed today. I'm feeling pretty good, actually. I don't know about you, but yeah, I guess one more thing to throw in with how things are going is I forgot about that because it's been so long. It has been so long. Can I just say, (laughs) I'm so excited to be recording again. But I feel like all the extra like time off, I mean, I like it because even if my job's okay, I'm still just like, yeah, it's work though. (laughs) Like having time off. But I felt like, I felt like it didn't necessarily do me a lot of favors being alone all that time with my own head and my animals. (laughs) It is kind of a relief to go back to your normal life after the holidays. Uh Oh, I lost you. Oh, can you hear me now? No. Oh my god. Hold oh, I on. Lost you. Okay, you lost me for a second, but I'm back. This is the last time I'll be using my current laptop to record. Oh, right. Okay. So I got a new computer <laughs> yesterday, and it yes. is beautiful. It's the newest iMac. It's the nicest computer I've ever Ooh. owned in my life. But there's no fucking <laughs> USB port. And so I have to find a fucking converter to plug in my microphone to use it for this podcast. (laughs) Yeah, I I remember the the first iPhone I got that didn't have, you know, like the standard little like earphone jack. Yeah, you had to get the dongle. Yeah, I went to plug them in and I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. (laughs) Everyone is not millionaires with, you know, AirPods. I need to plug my shit in. Yeah. Oh my god, I just realized I also, <laughs> Brett got me AirPods for Christmas, because he got it in mm-hmm. some sort of promotional deal, and then my yeah. sister-in-law, as we know, gave me her old iPad, uh, which I attempted to use to read yes. notes on our in-person episode. <laughs> right. So I now have uh, an iMac, AirPods, and an iPad. I'm one of those oh fucking goodness. people. But I don't, I feel like a fake, because I don't know how to use any of them. <laughs> That's okay. (laughs) Oh, what were we even talking about before I got cut off by my microphone jack? Um, where are you at? I feel like I've thoroughly explained it. Do you have more? Oh, um, I mean, yeah, like I said, I'm doing pretty good. Oh, yeah, I feel like it's been forever since we talked. I really, really missed recording this podcast. Like, it was nice to have a little break, but also I, I missed the routine. Yeah, I was telling Christina, like, yeah, the, the break was nice, so it wasn't until maybe like two days ago, and that's when it suddenly hit me like, it feels like it's been a year since we've recorded. I, I know, miss right? it. <laughs> yeah. And it feels like, yeah, you were talking about how nice it was to just get back to work and not feel mm-hmm. so isolated. Uh, and I agree, like the holidays is a really hard time of year, and I'm so glad it's over, even yes. though going back to work sucks. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've been good since we last recorded. I dyed my hair green. I saw that. Uh, I got um, a keyboard. I got a free keyboard from a friend who was getting rid of her old one. Mm -hmm. And so I've been practicing piano again. I have... What? what? Is it it like a full-size? It's a full-size keyboard. (gasps) Yay! It's not weighted, but it's perfect to practice on. And I still have Mm -hmm. all my old books from like middle school and high school. And so I've been practicing um, Eric Satie. Jim mm-hmm. Beauty number three. Yep. Uh, I like that one. Some Sonatina. I forget what the name of it I is. Have, I have two books full of Sonatinas, so I've probably played it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's been fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't really have any goals this year except to just slow the fuck down 
and prioritize myself because I have not been doing a lot of that. And it really showed like at the, at the end of last year, as you know, I just yeah. kind of crashed and burned and I'd really like yeah. to prevent that from <laughs> happening again. True. <laughs> we always <sighs> like that. We um, always like not crashing and burning. Another thing that happened, <laughs> my life is so fucking great. Let me tell you another great thing that happened. Um, I finally paid off my car. Speaking of which, mm-hmm. um, so I totaled my car Ooh. last year. Um, it was mental health related, but I, I haven't told the full story yet because I'm just not really there. Um, but I totaled my car and I had I didn't have gap insurance. Oh, I missed. I lost you again. Oh, my God. I just... Okay. Um, it's it's funny whenever this happens because it all comes back at once. So it's like I hear nothing, I hear nothing, and then I hear my car. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. I keep getting interrupted in my own story by my own microphone. I know. It's very it annoying. Sucks. I cannot wait to get rid of this setup. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I have I, I had a fourteen thousand loan that I was not covered for. Okay. And so I have been paying it back like $300 a month for over a year. Mm-hmm. And I had like a t- I do want to be transparent. My parents helped me out with a final little chunk. Um, hey, I mean, at that point, I think that's fine. Because I mean, I, part of me wants to be like, I paid off my car. Yay me. But also I'm like, oh, my parents helped me out. So like, I don't deserve recognition. But also like, I'm really proud of myself for doing that and for accepting their help. Like That was really hard. But that's true. <laughs> uh, and it's been a really big load off my mind, like for my mental health. It's been really good to have that paid off because that was just, you know how that I, is. I mean, yeah, I, I was about to say when you said you paid off your car, I was like, oh, don't say that. That's dangerous because I, I, I did that once. I came home, I was all excited, like my car is paid off. And that night I got in a, like a bad accident. But then I was like, oh, wait, you already did that part. Yeah, I don't, well, the thing off. is, in case it isn't clear, I have not had a car this whole right. time. I've been paying off a car that I no longer own, that nobody owns. It was total. Yeah, which is even worse. Like, why am I still paying on this thing that no longer exists? I, I have a motorcycle, but I don't ride it much because um, it's cold lately. And also yeah. I have anxiety. And so some days I just don't feel up to riding it, even though my commute's pretty short. And so, yeah, I've yeah. just been carless for a year. And I'm still carless, but now at least I'm not paying off a car that doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, let's move on into the episode, shall we? Okay, Let, we're, yes. We're back. Uh, it's a new year. We're back with some fresh topics. Uh, today's your topic, right? Yeah, it, I mean, it kind of is. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, it, it was very, like, loose idea. But as I have put it a little more together, because I suggested doing an episode on family. And yeah. Christina said, and I'd figured, you know, that they, it can't be the first time that she's done an episode on family. But what, when I was thinking about it and thinking about the things I particularly wanted to talk about, I would like to talk about how family, your family responds to their own mental health more than, you know, like yours or the topic in general, because I have a lot of thoughts on that. Mm. What, what's been going on? What, what's been going on to make you think about this recently? I have totally lost. Uh-huh. All right. So you can't tell, but hours have passed. We're in the had, future now. We're in the future, yeah. Don't, thanks to the magic of editing, we skipped past a bunch of technical difficulties and we're back with a new yeah. recording setup. 
Yeah, it sounds crystal clear and beautiful. Yeah, we're working on it. We know that there's <laughs> much to improve in that area. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to sit closer to my microphone now. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, yeah, I feel like people who come and listen to the podcast, like, if they go back to the very beginning, they're like, what the fuck am I listening to? And then they keep listening and they're like, when does this get better? Spoiler alert, it doesn't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it just keeps getting worse. <laughs> It never does. <laughs> what do you want from us, though? Like, we're both two mentally ill, broke people <laughs> with no education. Right? I know when I when I discovered that about the microphone, at first it just made me feel... Because you know the editing and recording stuff, and I obviously don't. And I was just like, oh, geez, it's just another way. I feel like she has to pick up after me because I don't know. And then I was like, wait a minute. I was in a band for four years. I know how microphones work. <laughs> I'm just... I was just being self-conscious. <laughs> Okay, I, I, I thought of a new idea for the podcast. <laughs> yes. Every time we start complaining about ourselves or being negative <laughs> towards ourselves, uh-huh. we have to set a timer for like two minutes. And if it rings, we have to stop. Okay. <laughs> Not now. We're, we're done now. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, if that happens in the future. Okay. Yeah. I was afraid you were, were going to say that we had to talk for two minutes nicely about ourselves. Every time. Oh, no, I wouldn't do that shit to you. <laughs> I'm not going to make you say anything nice about yourself. Oh, you. <laughs> I'll say nice things about you, though. Aww, Lauren, your I'll hair looks nice amazing today. <laughs> she doesn't know it, but it does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when we had our, our break in which I went out and purchased a whole new setup, <laughs> uh, Lauren dyed her hair. I, I did some blue streaks to go with the kind of like pink and reddish highlight streaks that I have going. So I haven't seen a picture of it yet, but I'm sure it looks No, because it's not even dry yet. But I am just getting closer to a My Little Pony every day. <laughs> Love that for you. <laughs> um, all right. What are we talking about today, Lauren? All right. Um, so today we're talking about family. I figured it's appropriate because everybody probably just spent a lot more time than they usually do with family. And also, and she confirmed it, I was like, Christine's been doing this longer than me. I'm sure family has come up. <laughs> well, we've done a few episodes about family over the years, but every one of them is different. And every one of them, I feel like, barely taps into whatever topic relating yeah. to family we chose. Like, so, like, a lot thing, of different angles. We definitely haven't bounced it off each other. So this we is a haven't. new topic for us. Yeah. We're still learning about each other, after all. I realized when I brought it up that... My family has some very unique views towards mental health. Like, they have different ways of dealing with it. It's interesting to see it in them and how they deal with it. So, Did any of it come out recently? Or, or did something happen to make you think about this extra? Um, I don't think anything in particular. You know, I just like thought like it'd be a good idea to talk about family. And I was like, well, you know, we do happen to be a mental health podcast. How can yeah. I relate it to that? <laughs> with fucked up families. Yeah. And, I say that yeah. with love. <laughs> and I, it just made me yeah, think of things like, it's no surprise to me now, but it's just interesting ways that they deal with this. So one thing that I ask every guest that comes on, at least when I interviewed guests regularly, <laughs> was how did your family approach mental health growing up? And I don't remember if I talked to you about it when I had you on as a guest on episode 44. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember us having a big discussion about it. So. Yeah, I think we I don't think we really talked about it. And then of course, since you've been co-host, you've shared a little bit about your family. Yeah, but I feel like we've talked more about our family dynamics than specifically. 
So, so are you talking about families' attitudes towards their own mental health and like how it affects you? Or let's let's get into your question a little more. I'm still trying to figure out yeah, exactly I mean, what you mean. I mean, I'm I'm happy to talk about their reaction towards um, like mental health in general or towards the things that I've dealt with. But one thing in particular that I was thinking about. Well, now I'm kind of doing it backwards, but it will probably come up that my family really likes to cover these things up. It's nothing Mm. they like to talk about. You know, it's airing their dirty laundry. And I realized that even the people that are blatantly dealing with issues, then it's just kind of like they might know it, but we just all agreed to not talk about it. Mm. See, I am always... I feel like on the opposite end of that, I always assume everyone is talking about my dirty laundry while I'm not there. Mm -hmm. Not that I really care as much anymore, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. We have so many people in our family and everyone is always dealing with a crisis. So I feel like it's just a revolving door of crises. And like one moment I will be in the spotlight with my crisis and the next moment it'll be someone else. But it's just like never ending and it's a lot to keep up with. Gotcha. So kind of different from what you're experiencing. Yeah, it's almost the opposite. <laughs> yeah. I, I, can't, I can't imagine a family acting like that. Um, one thing that, well, two things I was, examples I was thinking of in particular. Yeah, tell us a story. So the second time that I went to treatment, I think the first time then I kind of adopted my family's attitude and was like, let's not tell anybody. Let's not discuss this. This is my own little secret. And the second time then especially because I think my mom was having a hard time with it and she has four sisters and there's a couple she's particularly close to. So, you know, she hadn't had the go ahead before and, but I was just like, I'm fine. You know, if you let some, some people know, you don't have to hide it, but. Sorry. In case listeners don't know your history, you had never told your mom about your eating disorder prior to treatment, but you had other stuff that had been going on in college. I remember. Yes, there was like panic attacks started. And they knew and about that because they like got you in a yeah, treatment and all that shit. because they took me to the ER for it. Yeah. yeah, wasn't that like your brother's wedding? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I forget which episode you told that story on. Me too, but yeah, it was, it was, a, fun, it was a fun time for all. <laughs> yeah. But, but so I got a message um, from one of my cousins, and I'm not particularly close to my cousins, um, And the second time I was in treatment and she was just like, I just wanted to say, you know, like, I'm really impressed with you for, you know, just like having the drive or whatever to to go through that and to try and help yourself. And then she like tells her whole story. She was like, you know, when I was in high school, you know, I basically became pretty severely anorexic at some point, you know, I was forcing myself to run in the snow for hours every day and like barely eating anything and losing a whole bunch of weight. And she's like, and I've gotten where I can handle it now, but you know, it's still like part of me and everything. But when she's telling me that story about high school, I'm thinking, no shit, girl. I remember the family reunion when I came and I was like, well, okay, that's what she's dealing with. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's, it's so interesting when someone in your life tells you they're going through this, it's kind of a shock because we're used to talking to people every day about this stuff online. And what Mm -hmm. you just described is such a common situation. Like so many people do that, but no one talks about it in real life. And even when it's obvious someone is, you know, anorexic in her case, um, which I hate to generalize, but sometimes it is obvious Yeah, that something's going on. It's weird. At at most, I mean, like I said, we were were at a family Christmas when I saw it. And 
at most, then maybe they knew, maybe they just thought that, you know, she grew up and as you do, you like sometimes lose some of like, they called baby fat, which I hate. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm trying not to like judge people by their weight so much because you never know reasons why someone gains or loses weight. Mm-hmm. And I hate like talking about my family grew up talking about people's bodies and so like I notice people's bodies and compare, yeah and I'm just trying to do less of that in general but yeah sometimes it, it yeah, can't indicate that someone something's going on yeah and so I don't know if they they knew and were just like joking about it or if they didn't knew and were joking about it but that's what the rest of the family you know is just like oh ha 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 I gotta get some meat on those bones and you know like things like that and I did not bring anything up and was completely silent and just watched because I was just like this I know what's going on this is a fucking tragedy and giving little teasing remarks is not going to help no were you afraid that they were going to shift the attention to you if you said Um, anything yeah so I Actually, that this family Christmas, I'd kind of been the one the year before that, that everybody was talking about like that, too. So like a little (laughs) revolving door of your own. Yeah, it was like it had been like probably one of the absolute lowest points for me that year. So, you know, my family still didn't know until 10 years later. But (laughs) but it was a point where it was more obvious to the outside world. (laughs) So then the next time when you went and they were talking about her... Was the first thought you had like, oh, this is how they were talking about me last time. And I didn't even know it. Oh, that's the worst feeling. I Uh look at pictures from old events like, you know, eight, ten years ago where I was like just starting to get into bulimia. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know. I look at pictures from weddings and stuff. And I all I remember is like the bathroom at at the venue and like what it looked like, what the tiles looked like, what the snack table looked like and like the paper plates, the detail on the paper plates. Like that's all I remember. But then I look back at the pictures and everything's normal. And I remember like having conversations with people, but I don't remember what we talked about because all I was thinking was like getting away to throw up or to sneak another plate. And Mm -hmm. now I'm thinking like, did they notice any of that? Like, it's so obvious when I think about it, but like, people don't talk about it, tying it into the theme, like people don't talk about yep. it. And yep. so now I'm at the point now, 10 years later, like I'm 30. I now speak openly about my mental health. And mm-hmm. at this most recent family reunion, I kind of talked to people about the podcast, and, but I didn't share any details. I, I'm yeah. still kind of nervous talking about to people about it in real life. Yeah. And some of them, like, some of them said they'll listen. And now I'm just like, I'm, I'm curious, like are they going to talk to me about it in real life now? Cause I, I kind of always hope that people will. Yeah. You know, um, in the past, of course I've been embarrassed about it and I don't want to talk about it. So. Yeah. And I don't know how I feel about that because there's, there's some people that I've shared this with that I know listen all the time. And then there's some other people that I shared it with because I was okay with them hearing, but they haven't talked to me about it. So I don't know, like, have you listened? And like, my, my friend that I brought up who I was in her wedding and now she's expecting a baby very soon. I oh, just yeah. went, I just went to visit her this past week and I can't remember something that was said because I'm positive I told her I was doing this and I was just kind of like, I wonder if she's listened to any episode, especially the one where I was just talking about her. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I, I just sent a text to my partner to come get Fang because he's starting oh. to make noise. So the door okay. will open in a second. Yeah, it, it's always really weird when you have a platform like this mm-hmm. to think about people listening, especially when it's family. 
<laughs> so, sorry. That's all right. That's Here okay. he is. Take him, please. Take him. Oh my god. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> well, I don't even remember what we were talking about. Um, no, but but I have another example of my family pushing everything under the rug as well. Oh, please. Yeah. I want to hear my, more because apparently this is so foreign to me. Yeah. My family just leaves everything out to dry. This was my mom's closest sister in age. They're a little more than a year apart. I had known that she was at a point of having trouble with alcohol sometimes, but I didn't know to what extent. I just knew, like, everyone kind of knew and didn't talk about it that she wasn't totally in a healthy spot as far as how much she would drink at, like, get-togethers and things like that. She probably took it too far. But I didn't know for sure until I... um, lived with her for a while. She had kind of like an apartment off the main house and I needed somewhere to kind of park my butt in my mid-twenties. As one does. Yes. But I was like, she is a full-blown alcoholic. I mean, she can go through like far too much wine for someone to not wake up feeling the effects the next morning, which is a big sign. (laughs) How was your relationship with her? Like, was she happy to have you? Or if if it were me, I, I would be like oh, man, now I have to hide my drinking because someone's going to come live with me. No, because I, I don't think anyone was admitting to her face that it was a problem, so I don't think that she thought it was a problem. Oh, gotcha. Oh, yeah, that's I'd, trippy. I'd, I'd come home at night, she'd have a glass of wine, and she would pour me one, and we'd sit there and we'd talk for a while, and... Like I said, it just, I saw how often she was refilling and how, you know, slurred and everything she would get by the end. And I knew that she woke up just fine in the morning and went to work every day. And I was like, this is not okay. I I can think of a few examples in my family too, where something was definitely going on, but people just don't talk about it. I mean, my mom has been on the podcast before and talking about mm-hmm. her own uh, opiate addiction. Like she mm-hmm. has a history of eating disorders and alcoholism, but she was addicted to opiates when she, we were kids. And uh-huh. I remember like I remember being in the car the day that she almost got us in a wreck. Oh my god. And <sighs> I remember pulling over. I remember my parents arguing and I remember going home and then my dad and I took her to the hospital. I don't know Mm -hmm. why I went with them, but it it was kind of brushed off as like, mom needs some rest. And then I think the rest of the week, they just didn't talk about where she went. I think they told us she was at a spa or something. Mm -hmm. I mean, I knew she wasn't at a spa, but yeah, you know, (laughs) and then she was home and everything was fine. And, you know, now that I am an adult who has gone through addiction, I know, oh, she was detoxing. Right. You know, and that's not an easy process. And I have so much respect for her for doing that. And like, I really, I'm mostly really curious because no one talks about it to this day. Like, I haven't really talked about it with her a lot. Mm -hmm. And that's just in my immediate family. When it comes to extended family, it's even more hushed up. Like, I have Mm -hmm. an aunt who, or not an aunt, like a cousin on my mom's side who killed herself. No one talks about her. I know all my grandparents struggled with depression but no one really talked about it and until my dad got diagnosed with depression himself. And then he started just offhandedly mentioning that we have it in the family. Okay. 
So, yeah, I guess I can relate more than I initially thought. Yeah, and as you were telling that story, I don't know why this one just, like, flew out of my brain until now. Um, to bring it a little closer to home, what well, was when I was, like, 9 or 10, because this is when, as I found out when I was 20, that my mom had been planning to leave my dad to, like, pack up the kids and go to her parents, which I did not find out until 10 years later when they actually split. But also at that time is when, because my dad also has some alcoholism problems, <laughs> and <laughs> I never know how to, yeah. And, There's some issues with alcohol, I don't know. Yeah, Saying alcoholic I mean, feels really harsh, and I don't like that label. Yeah, also, I, I guess if I had to say anything, I'd say most of the time I would consider my dad a functional alcoholic, because I believe I, he is definitely is an alcoholic, but it usually has not impeded his life. But at this point it did, because <laughs> cause I remember oh no. at, at least twice when my mom woke me up in the middle of the night, and you know, like I said, I'm 9 or 10, and there was a telephone only downstairs and in their bedroom. So she'd wake me up and put me in their bed because she figured if anything happens, then at least I'm, I'm close to a phone. And oh, shit. Like, if yeah. they're and she fighting just woke, or something? No, she just woke me up, you know, and was like, I got to go get your dad. And 10 years later, I find out she was picking him up in jail. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> I was like, why would she put you next to the phone? What, what was that? Oh, my God. <laughs> because he was drinking with his buddies and then drove home and got caught. <laughs> oh, that's wild. I know. The fact that I did not know this for till I was... 20 something. And did you ever talk to him about it? No. Oh my God. Now here's a question that we can put out there. <laughs> yes. Do you wish that your family talked more about this stuff or are you kind of happy with the way things are? Um, for me right now, I would not want it to change just because I've gotten to a point where it feels more uncomfortable to share things with them. And also yeah. they've proven that they don't really know how to react. So there's that. But sometimes I wish that I could have been someone that like grew up in a family, you know, like from the time I was like four or five knew like, oh, you know, I can tell my parents like, I'm feeling really shitty right now and I don't know what's going on. They'd be like, let's try and figure out what's happening. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when you say that you don't know how they'll react, I, I can assume they've reacted negatively in the past. Yeah, it's it's mostly so my therapist assigned me a book. Ooh, <laughs> do it, tell. It's something like adult children of what is it? Um, emotionally immature parents. Ooh. And I want to read that. Yeah, that's why I said it. I was like it's an interesting thing. <laughs> I'm not very far, but the idea is yeah, that just kind of like my parents when I was a tiny little kid they didn't know how to deal with emotions, so they didn't know. Get off! Sorry. Meatball. Our cat is <laughs> yeah. being regular tears tonight. I know. Yeah. This episode is all over the place, but what can you <laughs> this expect? This episode is this brought point? to you by cats. <laughs> cats and faulty technology, the bane of our existence. As a yes. Anyway, back but, to your alcoholic father. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, adult children of emotionally immature parents. That was it. And, um, yeah, basically just saying, like, my parents didn't understand when they were adults raising children how to be in touch with their own emotions. So kids feel that when they're growing up, and they end up fucked up because of it. 
<laughs> so I have a theory that a lot of people from that generation struggle with that. Mm-hmm. And I also have a theory that each generation gets slightly better at that. So like my dad's parents, I guess, had depression. Yeah. And obviously they never talked about it. My dad didn't get diagnosed till his 50s. And now he talks about it. But he didn't always. And now I, the third generation have a mental health podcast and I talk about it all the time. It's like each generation and and I am this way because I grew up with my dad as a positive role model in that field. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Seeing that it is okay to talk about these things. Not that we ever like, I mean, I don't know. My dad in high school was like really close to me. Like he was like my, my safe person. And he would like, he was the one who, when I went to treatment for the first time, like he was the one who was like, it's okay. You're going to get through this. This is normal. Mm -hmm. Just made everything feel very normal. And I I think it's interesting now that I'm 30, I feel like I'm closer to my mom because she and I are so similar. Yeah, I can see that. And I say this like a, like I'm super close to my parents and we talk about this stuff all the time, but we really don't. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. And There's, I think that's kind of normal. I mean, even yeah. if you have family that's open about it, I don't, I think it'd be the, the abnormal ones that are just, yeah, like so in tune and maybe enmeshed, which is its own problem. <laughs> yeah, I guess I still have a hard time drawing boundaries with them. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think that they're able to hear some things that I have to say and then it turns out that they're not yes and I've exposed (laughs) myself and they haven't been receptive to it and now it's just like fuck I'm exposed and this is painful and I'm not getting the reaction I wanted I think that happens a lot with family yeah so I wanted to go back to something you said a couple times I was just curious you mentioned like your grandparents had depression and I was just wondering allegedly Okay, because I was just wondering, like, what, what looking back were the signs? Because I would have no idea. Like, I can't imagine thinking, like, did my grandparents have depression? And I'd be like, I don't know. They're just grandparents. Well, <laughs> and we talked about this a little in our Girl Interrupted inter- uh, movie review. Yes. But they all smoked and drank, smoked and drank a shit ton back then. Okay. And I really do think it had something to do with mental health. Not a hot take or anything. Yeah, like a lot of times that's to deal with. (laughs) I mean, again, I don't really know that much about them. We don't really talk Mm -hmm. about it, but I know that they were all heavy drinkers, heavy smokers. They all died of cancer. Uh, Like, I've never met any of them. They all died before Mm -hmm. I was born. And so this is all conjecture. Conjuncture? Yeah. I can't talk right now. (laughs) But yeah, I know know that about them. Mm -hmm. And I, I know in my bones that the dep- depression is a part of me and has been since I was born. And so when my dad says that, like, it's in the family, I don't doubt it. But yeah. I also feel very alone because it's like I've been given this inheritance <laughs> and there's no one around <laughs> yeah. who can tell me, like, where the keys are, you know? There's no one around who can tell me that this is normal, that we've been feeling like this forever. Yeah, like, I can see just kind of feeling just like left with it like here you go here's your depression enjoy and the thing is the more that I do talk to my family about it the more there's people who can relate and I'm not just talking my immediate family at this point like when I went to the my cousin's wedding in April Mm -hmm. on my mom's side I I talked about it on the podcast um shout out to my cousin Caitlin who listens to the podcast she found me at the wedding and she was like yeah I listened to the podcast and 
I, I don't know. I've had a lot of positive experiences like that where family members come up to me and they tell me they can relate or they really mm-hmm. got something out of it. And I'm like, that's really cool. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the, the whole point of this podcast is to start the conversations. And I mm-hmm. think the hard part is to keep those conversations going in real life. Like, this yeah, could be a fun I little <laughs> experiment for us. <laughs> hmm. I mean, I know you said you wanted to keep things the same. It, when you've been raised, not talking about it. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask you. Like, do you think it's possible to teach your parents? I think that would be really, really hard because like, I feel how like... how do you have these conversations? Because, you know, sometimes I've just, I don't really have a choice and I've had to have those sorts of conversations with them. And occasionally I feel like I've broken through to them in those cases, but it only lasts, I mean, sometimes it only lasts, I feel like, as long as the conversation. Sometimes it feels like maybe like a week or so, they're like, oh, yeah, I get it, what she's talking about, but then they just go back to their own thinking. I'm like, never mind. Because I know a lot of our listeners can relate to this, and Mm -hmm. I know that closeness with parents, or any relatives, really, is something that people want, but also sometimes it's just not possible. And so... I don't know. It helps me to think like, okay, I can't change the way my family is. I can't change what how other people react, but I can change how I talk about it. And mm-hmm. at the risk of exposing myself and like feeling awkward and maybe possibly being shunned, although that hasn't happened yet. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's so easy for me to talk about this stuff. Us talking about it now made me think, like I said, I haven't shared this with any family or anything like that, but I kind of wondered, I was like, Maybe I should do some sort of test sometime because I would consider, like, especially on my mom's side, like a group of cousins that I remember, you know, like playing with and getting along with when we were kids. I was like, I would consider sharing it with them and, you know, saying like, please don't tell anyone else in the family because they don't know. Just because I think of it as we were all the same age growing up in the same sort of family. So we might understand even totally. though, yeah even I though we don't talk you. about this with each other I feel like I bet everyone kind of gets it <laughs> and I think it is easier to share if someone else does it first we talked about this on the vulnerability episode oh absolutely. sometimes yeah. like one of you has to be vulnerable first if if, if it's going to continue mm-hmm. and the benefit of having a mental health podcast is you can just <laughs> pop a link over it's really easy yeah to be like hey want to listen to this episode <laughs> i did that did i tell you i i said, no. oh my god so my uh so my sister caroline who has been on the podcast a few times mm-hmm. we did an episode recently where we're just uh chatting about family again and the mm-hmm. episode was prompted by my cousin ben asking us a question like how have we changed since 2019 or something like that okay so we talk a lot about family in that episode i sent that episode to the cousin group chat because uh, i had mentioned to them briefly at the family reunion that i had a podcast and i I talked about it to some of them without going into too many details so i just was like fuck it i'm gonna send them the link Mm -hmm. i don't know if any of them listened i don't know if any of them are listening now if you are hello (laughs) i I promise you i don't hate our family (laughs) (laughs) um I don't know where I might hate my family. (laughs) Oh, well, now you definitely can't. No, just kidding. (laughs) I'm going to take that voice clip and like put it at the beginning of this episode. (laughs) (laughs) So if they ever do listen, the first thing they'll hear is, I might hate my family. (laughs) This sounds great. (laughs) Honesty, man. (laughs) Honesty. It's really hard to be honest when you know that someone might be listening. Yeah. 
that's why I don't want certain people to listen. I feel like it would make me a less less open host, I guess. I would Honestly, say I even felt guilty telling that story about my mom because I know she listens. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like if family is involved, I can only be so honest. And I'm yeah. trying to abolish that. But well, that's hard. that's how I felt, too. You know, going back to the, the one friend that we talked about before when I realized at her place that I told her. I just, yeah, I was afraid suddenly, like, oh, my God, I talked about her, like, an episode or two ago, and what if she heard it? And I don't think I said anything bad, but I just was, like, immediately, like, nervous and scared because I talked about her. Yeah, but also, (laughs) this is your truth, you know? And you shouldn't censor yourself. And, And, yeah, I think that is why I'm very careful about who I share it with, because... I have thought about that. Like, if I share it with these people, am I going to start, is that going to be in the back of my mind every time? And I'll have to think first, like, okay, but you don't want these people to know this. I was just thinking about how you were talking about kids who were raised with parents who, who don't mm-hmm. talk about this stuff. Like, they don't know how to talk about it. Yeah. And then I was thinking, like, can you imagine having a kid and having that responsibility to, like, teach them how to be emotionally healthy? Oh I don't gosh. know if I could do it. Like I was thinking, if only one of us had kids so we could bring more to this conversation. <laughs> this is why we need to still get my friend Stacy to yes. come as a guest. Because, I mean, her kids now are, I don't know, the oldest has got to be like 25 or something. And the other one's, I don't know, like 20. And... I would love to hear about like... Because I know Stacy has kind of a, a fucked up past herself. Yeah, and I just, I mean, when I first met her, then her kids were still pretty young, and I never felt like she was hiding anything from them, and they've dealt with their own stuff, and, you know, she's been there because, she's been there for them because she's been there before. Now, here's another question. Do you think growing up where parents talked about everything and didn't hide anything and were very transparent. Do you think that could have an adverse effect as well? Oh, I absolutely feel like it could be. Again, we don't really have experience. (laughs) Once (laughs) again, why I would like her there because I I don't know necessarily. I don't live in their house, but I do feel like she found a good balance. Yeah, I feel like this should be a pickle pull almost. We're going to do a pickle pull about boundaries next week, I believe. So yes, that'll be a fun one. (laughs) uh, The question is on our Instagram. Go answer it. We could use your input because there's a lot of experiences we don't have. We haven't been through everything. (laughs) We've been through a lot, but not Not quite everything. (laughs) I feel like I'm an expert in certain things that will never, ever be any of any use to me. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to think what else. How else can I talk about my family? (laughs) I mean, I don't know. It's so weird to me that you don't talk about anything to them. Yeah, and I feel like most of my examples have come from my mom's side because I do feel like they were were the more concerned with appearances. Like, no one talks about this stuff on my dad's side, but sometimes I wonder if they even, like, just because they don't even know, like, they all just think, I'm fine, right? (laughs) I think it feels weird, like, talking about the way that they see mental health when you don't talk to them it's like how do you know like it's kind of like the example at the beginning of the episode with your cousin like they are Mm -hmm. probably going through a lot of the same shit yeah but you don't know and so I wish that I was better at asking those questions yeah and I guess my dad's family does hide it to some extent sometimes I don't know if it's more because 
they don't want to think about those times. But I also remembered um, my mom telling me uh, my dad's oldest sister, because my dad's sisters are all quite heavy drinkers and partiers. And so, Sounds like there's a lot of that in your family. Yeah. So, But it was a long time before I realized that his oldest sister, I was like, oh, she doesn't drink. And, that's, and then I find out like, okay, she's been sober for how many years? All right. And I didn't know why still until um, I think my mom told me, you know, when she used to be an alcoholic, then at one point, I think she was in a really bad, oh, did she have a stroke and get in a car accident? I don't even remember now. It's been so long since she's talked about it. But um, I always knew that like her one hand just kind of like hung limp and didn't really work. And my mom's like, yeah, that's why her hand's like that. Because. Oh, my God. Because her alcohol gave her a stroke. Yeah. That's terrifying. <laughs> and people still don't really like talk about it. No. I mean, no one offers her drinks or anything like that. They all know that. But. Yeah, I didn't know the whole history. <laughs> See, I love finding out that shit about family members because then I know that I have something in common with them. Mm-hmm. Like when I find out something fucked up about people, it's a relief to me. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, like oh, like thank my God. One, like my one cousin, you know, she related to me at the one point. But I remember that that year that I said I saw her and I knew. Then I didn't know how to bring it up, but I was just like, oh my gosh, someone else in this family understands what I've been going through for however many years. <laughs> yeah, because you can feel like the only one mm-hmm. when no one's talking about it. I feel like the thing that people don't talk about these days in this generation is weed. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people I know smoke, you know, at least on my mom's side of the family, I know that cousins partake, Yeah, but no one talks about it. And on my dad's side, I don't think anyone does. I don't know. We mentioned this in a past episode as well, but like I knew my dad's sisters and brothers were all pretty heavy drinkers and partiers, like I said, but I did not know for a long time that when they all disappeared and went out to the barn together that they were all sharing a joint. (laughs) Oh my God. I know. I was like, oh, I don't know why you hid that one. That's so funny. I know Brett's parents smoke, but growing mm-hmm. up, like, he wasn't allowed to. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he he realized that they were all smoking at the same time, but they were all hiding it from each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I thought that was really cute. We smoked with him the other day. My, it's it's um, just so weird to me, because my parents would never. Yeah. My, my uh, best friend from elementary school, as adults, like, in our 20s, we were all back for some like holiday in our hometown and I know I went over to her house and at this point yeah her parents were totally open about it um her mom didn't smoke but apparently she was very good at growing <laughs> so oh yeah another ball game I know so she made that her little project and you know and her dad and his friends all smoked and yeah you know, they had no problem or whatever. And so, of course, all knowing this at this point, then they just got some out and passed it around. And at one point, and this sounds like it could be a creepy comment, but it really was funny when her dad was like, looking at me and he's like, I remember you like eight years old running around here and spending the night and now we're smoking weed together. And I was like, oh I know, kind of trippy, huh? <laughs> That sounds nice, honestly. I know. It was it was kind of funny. We all had to laugh about it. <laughs> <laughs> With my family, it's it's a little bit different. But, uh, sorry, I feel like I, I'm bad at words right now. I feel like I have nothing to bring to the conversation. <laughs> I just felt like I needed to address it. It's just because your family is more open about this and you don't have as many 
secrets in the I closet. Mean, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Just feeling pretty low energy. Yeah, we didn't really prepare. I was trying to think of like, well, what's a question that I could ask then based oh, on the things we talked about? I feel like <laughs> even if we just show up and shoot the shit, yeah, that's fine. So what you're just recently talking about, though, I was how people treat weed. I am kind of curious. Uh, I mean, it's becoming legal in more places. Now it's legal in my state. It's been legal in Michigan, where my family pretty much all lives. So I'm starting to wonder, like, is there a point where we can just, like, accept, like, my mom would accept if I just like, oh, yeah, you know, I just um, popped an edible and yeah. (laughs) I mean, I've kind of started, like, dropping it into conversations here and there. Like, first, you know, I, I talked about it on the mm-hmm. podcast, and she listens, yeah. and, and then, I don't know, I, I, I she knows, like, she knows, but uh, yeah, I want it to get to the point where you can just blatantly say it, and it, it's like, why is it weird to say, oh, I'm gonna go, you know, take a few hits of this joint outside, but it's not weird if you're like, oh, I'm gonna go grab a beer from the garage. Well, yeah, that's how I was thinking about it, is especially now, you can't even argue that it's illegal where I am or anything. I was like, I would call my mom and be like, hey, I just poured a glass of wine, but why can't I say, hey, I just lit up? (laughs) Every time you light up, call her and be like, hey, mom, pouring a glass of wine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I, I have been on the phone high so many times with my family. When I lived in Seattle... Not only was I away from my family, but we were three hours difference with our time Mm -hmm. zones. And so I would call them at like seven my time and I would probably keep them up super late just because I I would be (laughs) high and I would just want to ramble. And sometimes I would be super emotional. You know, sometimes I just wanted to hear someone else's voice. But yeah, mm-hmm. now that I think about it, it was pretty obvious. And and no one's brought it up to me or anything, but I know that I've probably put some people in some uncomfortable situations. <laughs> I would feel as far as my family that it would be much easier to kind of test that out with my dad first. How like, would I, that look like? Sometimes I think that he has this idea that I'm more of a good girl, I'm making air quotes, than I am. So I don't know that he thinks that I smoke weed, but if I said I did, then I don't see him being like, oh my God. He'd just be like, oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he sounds, he sounds pretty chill. I think it would be yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe you'll, you'll have to do some field work and report back. I know. I'm, I'm not near family, so I don't really go to a lot of family functions now. But, you know, if That's I was what the phone there... is for. Well, yeah, but I was just thinking that that'd be a way to do it. Then if I was at a function with my dad's family, be like, hey, can I come out to the barn with you guys? (laughs) I have been more like open when I'm feeling anxious, like bringing it back to a more general mental health topic. I think I might have talked to you in person about this. I don't know if I said it on the podcast, how my mom has been using the word anxious a lot lately to describe herself. And I'm really Mm -hmm. proud of her for that. And I mean, I like to think that I had a part in that because I... I've been talking about my anxiety for about a year now and I will straight up like go off by myself when I'm visiting with them and be like, I'm feeling really anxious. I need to, or I'll disappear and they'll be like, yeah. oh, she's just feeling anxious. And so I don't know. That's one example I, where I feel like she's gotten a lot better with talking about it. Cause yeah. anxiety was like, a, I, I feel like it, it was a new concept. Yeah. I mean, it definitely felt like it was when I was dealing with it and my family was aware 
It's like you were saying, like, they just don't know how to talk about this stuff sometimes. And it's, again, we're young. Like, we don't really know what we're talking about. Like, I imagine people who are older listening to this and being like, you guys don't know what you're talking about. Like, we've all gone through this. But yeah, I feel like a lot of people from that generation don't know how to, like, they don't know what terms are being used to to describe what they've been experiencing for years. And so when they discover that, it, it's like... yeah. Meet them halfway is what I'm saying. Because they probably yeah, don't like, know where to start either. Like, I feel, yet yeah, also, like, you know, certain certain words that we just kind of, like, threw around, you can't necessarily, you know, there's things you can't necessarily do that with anymore. And that's kind of what I felt like I know with the anxiety piece is when I actually found out and they said, like, oh, you're having panic attacks. I, I was almost embarrassed because to me that felt like such a throwaway because at that time then I felt like, that's that's where someone would say like, oh my gosh, I left for a couple hours and I got home and realized that I'd left the oven on the entire time. I had a panic attack over that. I'm like, oh yeah, no, you just kind of like freaked out for a second. Oh well, yeah, language, <laughs> but that's is how always people changing. Were, yeah, that's how people were using it. So it just sounded so like frivolous to be like, I'm having panic attacks. <laughs> yeah, language is always evolving. I, it's hard to keep up with. And, mm-hmm. and so, yeah, I, I don't necessarily blame them for not knowing how to approach this. And it yeah. just goes back to what I said, like, in some ways, it is our initiative to start that conversation, which mm-hmm. is scary. But also, if yeah. it doesn't feel safe, you don't have to. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like with your family, there's a reason no one has been talking about these things, because it's just not a thing. And to, yeah. and to start talking about it all of a sudden might not be the best thing either. Like you no. ease them into it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, like that, that aunt, I wouldn't have just, you know, like brought up in some family function. Like, so we don't all know aunt so-and-so is an alcoholic, right? <laughs> what do we all think of that? Yeah. I, I really need to be better about knowing how to talk to people about things. Cause I, I tend to just like blurt out things that make people uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Boundaries are hard. We'll be talking about boundaries next yes. week. Once again, boundaries are on the agenda. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you have anything else you wanted to talk about um, in regards to this topic? I'm sorry I'm such a shitty co-host tonight. Sorry, no, listeners. I, I thought of something else, but I feel like it's kind of like getting away from the family topic. It was just something you brought up. I mean, <laughs> listen, we pick these topics. We don't know if we'll stick right. to them. Yeah. The conversation We'd- could go anywhere. We talked about some family. Maybe we'll talk about something else for the last 10 minutes. Well, (laughs) I had such a good time answering questions on our last episode that Mm -hmm. I kind of wanted to keep it going. Do you remember that um, we do have some leftovers? I saw this earlier, the link. Yeah, so um, my friend Shannon sent in 10 questions, and we didn't have time to answer them on the last episode, but I thought we could just kind of go over them. So I want you to pick a number between 1 and 10. (laughs) Two. Two? Okay, yes. two. What is your least favorite word? Oh. So these are ten random questions, but they're kind of, like, paired. So, like, one of them says, what's your favorite word? The next is, what is your least favorite word? Okay. I, I feel like when it comes up, I know, but I can't necessarily think of what. Um, I hate the word uterus. Okay. I hate the word moist. But that's, well, that's like everybody. That's what I was first thinking. I was like, I could say that. But yeah, that's kind of like everyone. <laughs> okay. Um, what's your favorite curse word? 
I'm just picking these questions at random now. Okay. Shannon, um, I feel like I could do these better justice, but we're tired. I'm just picking yeah. at random. Um, obviously, this is standard, but fuck. I, fuck. I, I love to combine <laughs> it into things. I love to be like, fuck nuts. <laughs> things like that. <laughs> if I'm trying to find a word, I'll be like, that fucking, that fucking, and then just trail off. I, I like to, yeah, come up with kind of, like, things that aren't actually, like, standard phrases, but me and maybe, like, my friends turn it into ones. Like, for some reason, once we just started saying, fuck your grandpa. Oh, my God. <laughs> and that just became, yeah, when any when anything happens that, that you just want to be like, oh, stop that, then you'd be like, fuck your grandpa. <laughs> fuck. I've been saying Jesus a lot. I don't know why. Did I, was I saying? Yeah, I was. I was trying to remember, was it Jesus or was it Christ? But I know, yes, I was I was in a Jesus thing, too. I feel like in some ways it's taking it back, you know? Also, then you go, Jesus, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> get Ooh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Doubly offensive. <laughs> Ooh, they, uh, it asks, uh, what turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? Hmm. I gotta say my surroundings like if my surroundings are beautiful and artistic and just serene Mm -hmm. that's when I feel most creative that's why I like having my house as clean as possible at all times and if and no it's not possible to keep up with and yes it drives me crazy (laughs) (laughs) yes um I would say music oh yeah because I think of the, like, there have been times in my car where I like to sing along a lot in my car. And sometimes, like, it can be a song I've heard tons of times, and it could not even be a specific reason why, but I'm starting to sing along to it. And I'm just like, can't, because I'm just like, oh, I'm going to actually start crying. Yeah. And I'm not sure why it's having that effect on me. But I listen to music on purpose to trigger myself sometimes, like, really sad yeah, music. Yeah, that. But it, do- it does have the desired results sometimes it, it does like when I know that I need to do some writing or journaling I'll, I'll mm-hmm. intentionally pick that stuff like the question says turn you on creatively or emotionally and I feel like part of that can be painful mm-hmm. like sometimes it, you know when you it just hurts so good you know you're gonna get yeah. a lot of good art out of it <laughs> yeah and I was thinking with the creative part too the most frustrating thing is I feel like when I am watching live music that is when I'm getting the most ideas of like music that I want to write, but I'm standing at a show watching it. And I'm like, oh, I just want to be home sitting in front of my piano or playing on my guitar and writing lyrics on a page when I'm so watching the, the show. The next question is what turns you off? Ooh. You can be having a great, cathartic, inspiring moment and then something happens and you're just not inspired anymore. Um, when someone tries to tell you why you're feeling a certain way. Ooh. <laughs> what I'm thinking of is, in particular, my mom is really great at doing this. If I say that I'm having a bad day, then she's like, oh, is it because blah, 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 blah? And mm. she just, you know, like, she immediately, she there has to be a reason, and she thinks that she's got it right. Ooh, yeah. And then you're like, oh, I don't know, is that the reason? And you think about it too hard, and then you ruin the moment. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then at the end you turn around and you're like, maybe I'm just having a bad day, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Similarly, I hate it when people don't let you feel your feelings. Like, like let's say I'm listening to a sad song and it brings on a lot of emotions and I'm crying and I'm depressed 
And then someone comes in and they're like, oh, don't be sad. Yeah, I don't I know. hate when people tell you how to feel. Also, when you said that, I just want to name drop because um, there's a band I've been listening to recently called The Regrets, and they actually have an album called Feel Your Feelings, Fool. Oh my I God, just, I love it. I get such a kick out of that title every Feeling time I see Feeling Your Feelings it. is hard sometimes. Yes. Uh, I, I don't know. I think what's happening now is I'm really tired and I don't want to feel my feelings. And so I can feel myself like closing myself off emotionally. Talk about mm-hmm. a turnoff, physical exhaustion. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like when I'm tired, I can't like, I can't make this podcast as well. And I can't feel my feelings enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel um, like I can't accomplish even things I want to do. I'm just like, oh. There's some questions about professions. I don't know if I want to talk about that right now. I'm job searching and it's stressful. Uh. (laughs) What sound or noise do you love? Uh. I love and hate the sound of my cat meowing. Oh. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I love and kind of hate when Pico has a snack and he just like does the whole like lip smacky thing. Like, nom, nom, nom. I was talking about this <laughs> with a friend recently where I was like, if that happened with a human, I would want to punch him in the face. But since it's a dog, it's cute. <laughs> exactly. I, oh my God. Yeah. Like when a person farts, it's disgusting. And then when a dog farts, it's like, oh my God, cute. (laughs) I hate farting. I know. Listen, I know it's natural. I know everyone Uh does it. I know you shouldn't shame someone for farting. But when I hear someone farting, I'm just like, it it turns me off so completely. (laughs) I can't focus on anything else. It's like that's a noise you hate. (laughs) Yeah. Because my dad farted a lot growing up and it embarrassed Uh. me. Now that now this episode is extra extra unpalatable. <laughs> How do you recover from that? I don't know. <sighs> oh, I, all right. I, I'm not going to start the self criticism timer. Um, okay. Maybe we should just end but it instead. I, but I do want to talk about the noise I hate because I realized I forgot to talk about this up top. Oh um, please. I am 99 sure that I experience uh, misophonia. If you know what, what that is. What the fuck is that? misophonia so miso kind of like spelled like miso soup that's what i was thinking yes then phonia but what it actually means is hatred of sound and it's people that certain sounds like bother them to an extreme so my big one that i've realized is people constantly sniffling and i have a coworker that does this and it's an open office, so everyone else has to be hearing it, it, but it obviously cannot bother them as much as me because I, for one thing, I straight up want to murder him every time <laughs> that he's doing that. The only thing that I've been able to do is jam earphones into my ears and play white noise because <gasps> music can stop, and I feel like the oh, time yeah. when the music in my ears stops, that's what it's like... <sighs> Oh <laughs> yeah and i mean it, it creates the feeling you know how your mouth kind of like waters extra before you're gonna get sick no that's <laughs> really well, I, my I mouth waters a lot when i like think about something delicious if i'm hungry <laughs> oh well i mean i was gonna say before you throw up but i was like well I, oh i know that would... feeling okay because i was gonna say i i don't know if that doesn't happen when you like are doing it to yourself i just know <laughs> Okay, (laughs) then yes, that's what it is. So it provokes like that physical reaction in me when I hear it. And I mean, to the point of like, 
I found out I work from home on Thursdays and I found out, you know, like something happened so that this guy could could not come into the office and he also worked from home on Thursday and he doesn't usually. And I was like, why the fuck couldn't that have happened on a different day? This is my chance to like be in the office with you out of the fucking office. And it had to be the oh same day that I'm already out. That's where I'm saying it is an absurd overreaction. And you know it, but you can't stop these feelings. I'm just <laughs> laughing at like your passion for this matter. <laughs> it's that's what it is. I mean, Remind me never to sniffle around you. <laughs> no, I'm a sniffly girl. I gotta I can't lie. I have allergies. But like, I know what you're talking about when it's just like a big old honking like I'm not gonna do yeah. it on mic, but no, I mean, that's one of the things that I'm just kind of like, I've thought of sometimes, I'm like, good God, does this guy swallow a gallon of snot every day? It's so gross. Oh, okay, that's the word that I hate, snot. Oh, that's a good <laughs> Meatball hates it, too. <laughs> I was say, meatball agrees. We, should, we need to end this. This is off the rails. I don't even know what we're talking about at this point. Yeah. Meatball oh, my God. Just, well, he was in the other room, and he just walked up next to the chair just to come up and go, Aah! And he just walked away. So yeah, I think that's it's, the, the, it's the sign to end it. I think that's the yeah. sign to end it. This has been Pickles and Vodka, everybody. <laughs> yes. We promise next week we won't talk about snot much. Right. <laughs> much. Um, but yeah, we're happy to be back in the new year. Yeah. And go answer the pickle poll about boundaries. And we'll see you next time. Hopefully oh, with more rest. <laughs> I see everything. Ooh. All right. <laughs> All right. Bye. bye. <laughs>